enormous box, a box of chocolates Would I know to stay away? What's that? And off his box, a box of chocolates Would I eat them anyway? Cause every time I have half a mind to leave you, babe That means I have half a mind to stay It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening, this is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is sometimes a show about food when I can get away with it, but in the meantime... Welcome to Pandora's Lunchbox's annual, once-a-year, non-denominational Christmas show. This is a show specially designed for you, and we're going to have a great time this evening, and we're just going to get right off the bat celebrating, because I've just got, I got really excited. I heard about this, this brand new song called The Chipmunk Song by The Chipmunks. I've never heard it before, and I just want to check this out. Let's listen to that and, and find out what it's all about. I've heard a, there's been a big buzz on it and everything. I think they've made a movie out of it and everything, so here we go. I can't wait. All right, you chipmunks. Ready to sing your song? I'll say we are. Yeah, let's sing it now. Okay, Simon. Okay. Okay, Theodore. Okay. Okay, Alvin. Alvin. Alvin! Okay! Christmas, Christmas time is near. Time for toys and time for cheer. We've been good, but we um. This is a little draggy, kind of. Christmas, hurry fast. They really don't seem to be. They don't really seem to have their their hearts in it. I don't know. I have a feeling I've been had. I want a hula hula Ooh, his voice just cracked there. That that was um the Chipmunks and the Chipmunks song. I don't understand it. I just want to apologize. But uh, yeah, anyway, this is a festive program. This is Pandora's Lunchbox, non-denominational Christmas show. But we'll try to get a little uh, juice in the engines here. Now, first of all, let me just fill you in on some some Santa news here. This is from the Sunderland Echo in the UK. Santa waits for the bus. Oh no, says the report. With just four days to go before he sets off delivering toys across the world, it appears Santa is having a bit of transport trouble. With his traditional sleigh off the road, the man of the moment was spotted waiting for a bus in Fawcett Street, Sunderland. Bemused passers-by had to look twice as Mr. Claus waited at the front of a queue of shoppers making their way home yesterday. But children everywhere need not panic. The Echo has been told all problems should be sorted out in time for Christmas Eve. Now, I mean, imagine the ultimate nightmare. It's just before Christmas. You're trying to go shopping, and you don't have the time to get the gifts you want to get people and such. But, I mean, what if you're Santa Claus? I mean, that's just the worst. It points out here that the full article contains 98 words and appears in N-A newspaper. Thank you to the Internet for giving us more information than we'll ever need. This is this is an article from today, from the Sunderland Echo. But there's something else you should know. There's a great controversy, a very important controversy. And if we can make a mountain out of a molehill here, then that's definitely something we want to do on Pandora's Lunchbox, because it's anthropological. And um, so so here's, here's the story. Apparently... This is, this is a story from Friday, November 3rd, from the Austin American Statesman. 
Christmas is near, and that means lawsuits over nativity scenes on public property, complaints about winter holiday festivities replacing traditional Christmas, and grousing about the commercialism of the season. But there's something new to get upset about this Christmas. All right. The Chicago Tribune reports that the new Christmas controversy is over Santa's traditional ho-ho-ho laugh. A company that hires mall Santas is advising its employees not to use the ho-ho-ho line. It suggests instead he-he-he or ha-ha-ha. Because the whole word can be demeaning to women, the company trainer told a group of Santa recruits. He was referring, of course, to the word as used in some rap music and hip-hop songs to mean what we once referred to as women of the night or working girls. After an outcry, the company, West Staff, said it has not absolutely banned the jolly cry. It was just cautioning its Santas after radio shock jock Don Imus was fired for referring to the Rutgers University women's basketball team by a derogatory term. Says the Austin American statesman, we agree with the Tribune editorial page when it wrote, are we going to let some rent-a-Santa company turn a spontaneous expression of holiday merriment into a Don Imus epithet? No, no, no. And here's something else that is actually very key to this whole story. This is from the Chicago Tribune. The tale about a company cautioning seasonal Santas not to say ho, 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 because it is demeaning to women all but begged readers to comment. No matter that the firm denied there was a ban and insisted Santas were only told not to scare children with booming ho, ho, ho type laughs. The comments flew into ChicagoTribune.com and just as quickly they were deleted from the Tribune website. (sighs) What gives? Is the newspaper so politically correct that anything that might be offensive is forbidden? Are we afraid of sounding like Don Imus? Not exactly. Since August, readers of the website have had their comments attached to individual news stories and editorials. That technology has created new conversations among readers. What happened after a ho-ho-ho editorial appeared was that a computer program automatically filtered out all comments using the word ho, until an alert online editor used good judgment and common sense to override the filter. So the good news is computers will decide for us what we should... Hold on, let me just check on whether what I'm saying is yes yes what I'm saying is okay okay in the meantime here's uh, something that's even more exciting than the chipmunks Christmas song the squirrel nut zippers
It's Pandora's Lunchbox, and this is a selection from A Rubber Band Christmas. I'm inspired. I wonder what it would sound like with a staple remover and uh, an and a, and a electric pencil sharpener. Yeah, that'd be exciting. Had enough? Okay, yeah, me too. Uh, here's some more news about Santa. This is actually a little more disturbing. This is from the Associated Press from Rio de Janeiro, which right now is turning into summer. It's about summer right now. Santa may want to have his sleigh clearly marked when he flies over Brazil this Christmas. Authorities there say a helicopter carrying a Santa Claus to distribute gifts at a Christmas party came under fire when it flew over part of Rio de Janeiro. Police say the helicopter was hit by two rifle shots Sunday, but no one was injured. Police say gang members apparently attacked the helicopter, thinking it belonged to the police. Santa was later transported by car to the party, where he distributed about 700 gifts. The aircraft was able to return safely to its base. It's a, it's a tough world out there, folks, and it's not even easy for Santa. In fact, this similar thing happened, uh, I think, around the, eight, the, the 1950s in, in Kentucky. And, uh, in fact, Loretta, Loretta Lynn did a song about that. I think it goes like this. Bring me anything. Well, I wrote a note and I told him what to bring me, but I didn't even hear his sleigh bells ring. Feelings run deep, I tell you. That's to heck with old Santa Claus. That is Loretta Lynn, definitely. This is Pandora's Lunchbox. It's a it's our non-denominational Christmas spectacular. Christmas, it's pagan. Or it's not pagan. 
Either way, it's a great time. So let's let's move on now. Now here's something actually serious from the Michigan League for Human Services. They say that food assistance, formerly called food stamps, continue to increase. Food assistance caseloads in Oakland, Macomb, St. Clair, Washtenaw, Jackson, Livingston, and several smaller counties increased by more than 10% during the past year. And so this is a time of year to think about that. There are places like food gatherers, and in fact, there is an event called the Detroit Sound and Spirits Concert. That's tomorrow at the Magic Stick at 8 p.m. The show is a benefit for the Detroit Coalition on Temporary Shelter, COTS, C-O-T-S, which works to provide food, shelter, and hope to the homeless and working poor in Detroit. There will be more than 25 bands, including the Great Lakes Myth Society, The Hard Lessons, The Go, Pascal, The Lucas Sisters, American Mars, and more. So that's the Detroit Sounds and Spirits show at the Magic Stick in Detroit tomorrow, starting at 8 p.m. Now, also tomorrow, closer to home, to, actually, no, I'm sorry, this is Saturday and Sunday. So you could actually go to Detroit to the Detroit Sounds and Spirits show tomorrow, Friday. Let me sh- make sure I read this correctly. You know, I'm going to just double check on this. But coming up, it's Mitten Fest happening at the Blind Pig in Ann Arbor and the Corner Brewery and the Elbow Room in Ipsy. And it's this weekend, and I'll double-check on the exact date just to make sure in a moment. The shows, these shows will benefit 826 Michigan. That's a nonprofit dedicated to supporting students ages 6 to 18 with their writing skills. And information is at 826michigan.com. Org. Now, speaking of which, again, we'll double-check on the time in just a moment. I went to the offices of 826 Michigan in Ann Arbor, and I found something very interesting in the window. And this is very instructional. You should listen closely to this. A monster gnashed me. Now what? This is an emergency response protocol from 826 Michigan. If a monster gnashes you, especially at Christmas, because this is a stressful time of year for some people, you get gnashed by a monster, what do you do? If you're not writhing on the floor in agony... Here is a handy rule of thumb. Being gnashed is not the end of the world. In fact, it is more like getting gum stuck in your hair. Ice the gnash. Apply peanut butter liberally. Alternatively, try mayonnaise. Chances are, if you have spread it on a piece of bread, you can spread it on your gnash. We wish we could say that the monster didn't mean to hurt you, but we cannot. Here is the truth. The monster wanted to gnash you. This is how monsters show affection. So as you lie on the floor wondering where you put the peanut butter and also wondering how you are going to survive, remember, you have been gnashed. Therefore, you have been loved. And this is good advice when you're going to see the folks uh, for, for the holidays, in fact. You have been gnashed. You've been attacked. Therefore, you've been loved. It's a beautiful, beautiful time of year. And here are the squirrel nut zip- zippers. <laughs> here we go, guys. Eve people, but someone's got to go. It's Christmas Eve people, but someone's got to go.
Lunchbox, and we're enjoying some music from the Squirrel Nut Zippers here. It's a great party. There's eggnog made strictly with soy and hemp and a little bit of lard. It's really good, and you might just want to try some. Meantime, I was just talking about monsters gnashing you. Well, Ogden Nash wants to say something right here. Ogden? The Nutcracker Suite. A little girl marched around her Christmas tree, and many a marvelous toy had she. There were cornucopias of sugar plums and a mouse with a crown that sucked its thumbs and a fascinating Russian fall-to-roll, which was a doll inside a doll inside a doll inside a doll. And a posy as gay as the Christmas lights and a picture book of the Arabian Nights and a painted silken Chinese fan. But the one she loved was the Nutcracker Man. She thought about him when she went to bed with his great long legs and his funny little head so she crept downstairs for a last good night and arrived in the middle of a furious fight. The royal mouse that sucked its thumbs led an army of mice with swords and drums. They were battling to seize the toys as slaves to wait upon them in their secret caves. The nutcracker man cracked many a crown, but they overwhelmed him, they whelmed him down. They were cramming him into a hole in the floor when the little girl tiptoed to the door. She had one talent which made her proud. She could meow like a cat, and now she meowed. A meow so fierce, a meow so feline, that the mice fled home in a squealing beeline. The nutcracker man cracked a hickory nut to see if his jaws would open and shut. Then he cracked another, and he didn't wince, and he turned like that into a handsome prince. And the toys came dancing from the Christmas tree to celebrate the famous victory. Thank you, Ogden. That was Ogden Nash. That's spelled N-A-S-H as opposed to G-N-A-S-H. And I think those, uh, a lot of of strange things happening. Santa being shot at and people being pounded into the ground. And and then we have the little mice playing a little tune on rubber bands and, and paper clips. Here's another one from the mice. Here we go, guys. Let's hear it. Isn't that cute? They're playing out of tune. (laughs) 
That wasn't me laughing. That was the guy in the recording laughing. This is from a collection called Rubber Band Christmas. I wasn't laughing because I am a music lover, and I would not laugh at something like that. So, speaking of which, um, speaking of th- here, here's some here's some gift ideas. Okay, here, here's one now. This is a drink that appeared in a really wacky movie called Idiocracy, and it was called Brondo, the Thirst Mutilator. B R A W N D O, the Thirst Mutilator. In fact, let's play a little bit from that movie right here. What the hell is this? Tastes like Gatorade. Is that that Brondo stuff? They're watering crops with a sports drink? Brondo the Thirst Mutilator had come to replace water virtually everywhere. Water, the basic component of all life, had been deemed a threat to Brondo's profit margin. The solution came during the budget crisis of 2330, when the Brondo Corporation simply bought the FDA and the FCC enabling them to say, do, and sell anything they wanted. Joe didn't know any of this, but he did see a problem that he might actually be able to solve. With his options running out, Joe took a bold step. He would not get out of the way. This time, he would lead. For the last time, I'm pretty sure what's killing the crops is this Brondo stuff. The Brondo's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. So wait a minute. What you're saying is that you want us to put water on the crops? Yes. Water. Like out the toilet? Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be out of the toilet, but, but yeah, that's the idea. But Brondo's got what plants crave. It's got electrolytes. Okay, look. The plants aren't growing. So I'm pretty sure that the Brondo's not working. Now, I'm no botanist, but I do know that if you put water on plants, they grow. Well, I've never seen no plants grow out of no toilet. Hey, that's good. You sure you ain't the smartest guy in the world? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, look, you want to solve this problem. I want to get my pardon, so why don't we just try it, okay? And not worry about what plants crave. Brondo's got what plants crave. Yeah, it's got electrolytes. What are electrolytes? Do you even know? It's what they use to make Brondo. Yeah, but why do they use them to make Brondo? Because Brondo's got electrolytes. After several hours, Joe finally gave up on logic and reason and simply told the cabinet that he could talk to plants and that they wanted water. That's some advice. That is some advice for the next president in 2008. But in the meantime, this Brondo drink featured in the movie Idiocracy is now actually available. And in much the same way that they sold it in the movie as saying it's got what plants crave, now now the actual company Redux is selling it this way. Brondo, the thirst mutilator, which does actually exist, is a perfect fit for the Redux brand of products which stand for quality and attitude. With Brondo, we have a product that we already know people want, and even those who don't know the movie will easily fall for its great taste and superior energizing abilities. So now, uh, I think it comes down to whether the idiocracy is really a movie or whether it's really happening. Why did I mention that? Because it makes a great Christmas gift. So would, in fact, an, a limited edition ice cream that came out for the new Simpsons movie called Duff and Dough Nuts. So they actually decided to take Duff, which is Homer Simpson's favorite beer, and a donut flavor. What they did was they created what they called a deliciously delightful malted sweet cream Irish stout ice cream with a cake donut swirl. And I I went looking for it, and it actually is 
There's a lot of strange stuff that says limited edition ice cream. This is for real, though. It doesn't exist anymore. It existed for one day. But if you want to put ice cream under my tree, you can do that. And finally, this is a little more sublime, perhaps. The Baker's Wife, a play at the Performance Network. There is a Baker's Wife brioche at Zingerman's. What is a brioche? It is a rich, almost cake-like bread made with lots of butter and eggs. So non-existent food does exist. And now we have this message. Dear sir, we attach for your consideration a statement of your account showing a long overdue balance of $430.34. You were doubtless in common with the writer and some millions of other American children reared with a childhood faith in Santa Claus. Later, as you grew in stature and worldly wisdom, you were told by your more sophisticated acquaintances that there ain't no Santa Claus, and you were hurt and bewildered. You had lost something, the most valuable thing that children possess, that faith in the wonderful spirit which men had personified in the little, age-old, jolly, round-bellied Santa Claus. Perhaps you, like the writer, carried over from your bewildered hurt a feeling of resentment at the iconoclasts who had blasted your childhood dream a resentment which did not aim at reprisal, but rather to prove that they were wrong. And perhaps you have lived to see your childhood faith in Santa, a year-round, everyday business of giving. The gifts are not the tinsel-wrapped knickknacks which filled our childish hearts with a joy unequaled, but in keeping with our mature conceptions of value, they have greater worth. Credit, confidence, goodwill, intangibles all as the elusive person of the little round-bellied saint whom we tried hard to see when he dropped down the wide-throated chimney to fill our stockings. Yet, as tangible as the gifts which we found in our stockings on Christmas morning, Yes, there is a Santa Claus. We have received too many of these wonderful gifts to doubt it. You too have received them. Yes, you have received them. I hope you have enjoyed that typing dictation record. This has been Pandora's Lunchbox. Thank you for tuning in. This is WCBN-FM 
Ann Arbor. And now it is time for one more song before Arwolf helps you to face the music. Happy holidays. Bring me some 